Welcome to the Boom Clap Podcast. So Cecily and I just hopped on and oftentimes like we start chit-chatting before we record just about <laughs> stuff on our mind. And I'm 20 like, minutes we in. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, we only have so much time to record anyway because my baby's going to wake up from a nap mm-hmm. and everything. And I know you guys enjoy hearing our conversations as much as anything when it's just us recording. So I'm like, maybe we should just have this conversation with you instead of... Uh, by ourselves and then start in recording and talk about some of it later. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. We were just talking about, okay, this started off because we were talking about my melasma. I have a significant amount. I don't know. I get it with all my pregnancies, but then we just started talking about in general, um, keeping up with appearances, I guess, (laughs) based on what we've seen on Instagram recently. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There was a specific person, both of us saw that had just gotten veneers on Instagram. And I was just saying Mm -hmm. like, I personally, and no offense if anybody has veneers, but I personally think unless you have a major tooth problem, just a natural smile with a little bit of crookedness or like chip or whatever, just Mm -hmm. looks good. Like I just think that natural smile, I don't know, something about veneers takes away from it for me. Well, it's even like when you see pictures of like a model that has a gap between her teeth. It's yeah. like, oh, that's refreshing. Like she looks great. Um, but this particular person had said that they, oh, I forget what it's called, but they had a chipped tooth and they were doing something for it before and it kept falling off or something. I forget what that thing that they were doing before was called. And so I was expecting like half half the front tooth to be gone or something um, based on this. But when the veneers were done and they posted the before and after pictures, it's like the before picture, I couldn't even see the chip. Like it was so small. Yeah. It and it just kind of made me, it just kind of made me sad in the sense that it's like, oh, wow. Like you felt the need to change that. And it was already beautiful, gorgeous. Yeah. What a well, lot of people would hope sad. for, you know? It made me sad, but also it made me think about um, just the people that are doing all of this to the their appearance, to their face. Mm-hmm. Um what do they think of someone like me who has mm. natural face, you know, like, and right. doesn't have the Botox and has some wrinkles yeah. and you know what I mean? Do they think like, totally. why doesn't she well, do something about that? Or do they, are they just that insecure in their own appearance? That's what I'm wondering. I'm thinking it's probably that, but it's getting to the point now where people like, even with eyebrows, it's getting rare to find people with natural eyebrows, which I don't, I love the microbladed look too. Like I like that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it's getting to the point where it's like, if you don't have that, you're like, Oh, my eyebrows suck, you know? Um, but it's just, this is the way it is when we live in this culture of, and some people's eyebrows disappear, like just for hormonal reasons and stuff like that. And then please, yes, do what makes you comfortable and confident. But yeah, regardless, do what makes you comfortable and confident. Absolutely. But also, absolutely. I wish there was more confidence just in, you know, natural appearances. I don't know. Yeah. Um, something else interesting on this topic. Okay, wait, first, I have another thought. So Fierce Lizzie that we just had on, mm-hmm. she had posted in her stories the other I day. I love how somebody, she's, always, she's always and forever just going to be Fierce Lizzie. Fierce uh, why Lizzie. Why do I call her Fierce Lizzie? Like, why don't I just fierce. call her Liz- Lizzie? But I mean, everybody knows who I'm talking about when I call her Fierce Lizzie. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, she had posted in her stories about um, somebody had commented on one of her TikToks, I guess. And she's like, it's awful over there. People are awful. So don't go if you're not already mm. over there. But 
Mm-hmm. She said somebody commented, you look tired. And she's like, oh. that's because I don't have fake eyelashes. And she's like, everyone right. has fake eyelashes. Yeah. And okay, I, I messaged her. I was like, eyelashes are literally the only thing I have going for me because <laughs> mine are long. <laughs> but as long as they I don't do start have, falling out. You're right. Um, like the rest of my hair. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, she, I was like, are people still doing the fake eyelash thing? I thought that was past, but oh. apparently this is still like a major thing. Um, my girls always talk about how it looks funny, but what I was going to say before that, before I thought about fierce Lizzie, um, it's interesting to me how many people are waking up to hormonal birth control being bad, breast mm-hmm. implants being bad, all of these things. Like mm-hmm. I see like politics, for example, I see her posting all the time about, you know, hormonal, hormonal birth control and all of these things. But I'm like, why don't people understand lip fillers are bad? Why don't people understand right. Botox is a toxin? Like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy to me. This is something that's been on my mind for a while. And so let's just hash this out here. Like, why do people need to hear, like in the health and wellness community, why doesn't the health and like the influencers in the health and wellness community have like a basis for what health is? Why don't they just have like a value system that a foundational, like, for example, mine is, eat food God made, you know, if mm-hmm, the God mm-hmm. didn't make it that way, you need to question it. You know, yes. what you're putting in your body, all of these things, question it. But it seems like so many people need everything <laughs> individually talked about good or bad. Like if somebody hasn't yeah. told you Botox and fillers are bad, like you mm-hmm. need to be told. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yes. But you know, what's <laughs> interesting about Botox is I think a lot of people have been kind of tricked in or conveniently led themselves believe that Botox is healthy for you because of the fact that it's quote natural, but I mean, it's botulism, you know, but a lot of people I have heard say, oh, it's Botox. Like it is natural. And even like a lot of naturopaths and stuff are the ones certified to be doing this Botox. And it's always so interesting to me when a practice is advertised as like naturopathic medicine plus Botox fillers. And I'm like, Hmm. Uh-huh. That's a yeah. really interesting pairing. It's it is. It is a lot of what you see though. Uh, my mm-hmm. sister-in-law and I were just talking about this a couple weeks ago. I was telling her about this passion topic that's been on my mind that we were just talking about. And she was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really bothering me how um there's a certain person she goes to see that helps with some of her hormonal things. And she's like, but they're selling that uh, what is it, Ozempic or whatever? The oh, yeah. um, the mm-hmm. weight loss they're mm-hmm. they're promoting getting this which is a medication uh, that was actually intended for diabetes for diabetes right? yeah yeah um for weight loss and they're doing all the fillers all of that thing but that's where the money is i think because mm-hmm. it's just like mm-hmm. anything i don't know i tell my husband all the time we'd be a millionaire if i didn't have like rock hard values because mm. i have all these kind of ideas and i could probably you know <laughs> do a lot better if <laughs> I don't rock, rock solid. Oh, that's kind of what but I was saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, it's always easier to sell the thing that people don't need. It's true. People don't want what they need. They want what is popular and makes them look good and all of the superficial mm. things. Yeah. Yeah. It's know. true. We've really <laughs> experienced that over our years. You know, even like with the things we've done before and with the podcast, this is what yeah. we've experienced. Yeah. With yeah. health. You know, mm-hmm. it's just interesting. Like it's just even in my community, you know, um, you'll see somebody who is not someone you would think of 
that has ever cared about their health. They lose a ton of weight and everybody Mm. wants what they're doing. They're not doing anything necessarily healthy for themselves. Mm. All they've done is gone on a starvation diet plan, but Mm. everybody will pay thousands of dollars for a starvation diet plan, but they won't listen to somebody like me (laughs) was like a track record of health. I don't know. Mm. And everybody wants the get rich quick plan instead of the person who has a track record of, you know, investing well and managing their money. Well, I don't know. It's Mm. just human nature, right? Mm. It is. It is. And I mean, I'm guilty of it myself too. Like absolutely. My eye is always drawn to the most expensive things that I don't necessarily need. doesn't mean I go and get them, but if I let my I for the expensive take over, I'd be in a real pickle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this <laughs> we're so off the beaten path of what we got mm-hmm. on here to discuss today. But okay, guys, <laughs> we're gonna talk about we're gonna probably still chit chat a little bit because I have a couple other things that I think mm-hmm. are interesting to talk about. I don't know, they've just been on my mind. But we're gonna talk about the Sally Fallon Morell episode. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about the Katie Faust episode because there's still a few things that we want to hash out. Uh, that we discussed with them. We're going to talk about, I think, a constitutional suspension in Arizona. Am I correct? New Mexico. New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. New Mexico, Arizona. Close. Close in location. It was close. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to talk about that a little bit and a green energy uh, article that caught my eye. Um, Mm. Yeah. We're going to get into those things. I think this is going to be a good episode, just hashing some things out that we haven't for a while. But Mm -hmm. uh, something else on my mind has been lately. uh, I don't know. I just keep thinking about this. Do I take myself too seriously or not seriously enough? (laughs) (laughs) And what I mean by that is I've just been observing the world as it is, as it always has been. And Okay, just a specific example, funny movies, things that I used to think are funny. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of finding like not as funny anymore. Like my sense mm. of humor is changing a little bit. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I still have a very dry sense of humor that other people sometimes don't understand. But yeah, I give just, me an example of a movie that you don't find as funny anymore. Um, I don't know, like Step Brothers, for example. Oh, have yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. There are really mm-hmm. funny parts in that movie, but there's also a lot of really raunchy stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. just am finding like, as a Christian, and some of you guys might listen to this and be like, I can't believe she ever found that movie funny or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just thinking like, okay, so my kids have been yammering, what I would call yammering a lot. I don't know mm-hmm. if you use this word, but it's just like, Blah, like just talking to talk and just saying stupid things sometimes. And I, so yeah. we've been doing a Bible verse a week, a memorization verse. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled up Matthew twelve thirty six. you know, on the day of judgment, you will have to take account for mm-hmm. every careless word. Oh, yeah. And so when you ponder that, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, do I take myself too seriously or not seriously enough? You know, mm-hmm. because it's interesting. I don't know. What are your thoughts? You, well, you, you tell me what you're thinking right now. Okay. I would say as far as like the movies and entertainment culture in general, I, I notice the same things, but I think what that is, is it's just refinement, right? I think it's mm-hmm. God Absolutely. refining us and um, bringing us closer to his heart. So the things that he would find 
funny or amusing or completely disgusting, the longer we walk with him, the more we're going to have his his ideas, right? So I think that's probably what that is. That's just a sign of refinement. Doesn't mean that you aren't a fun person. Like for example, was recently in Nashville with okay, my- I did not say I was not a fun person. No, I know. That's what I mean. I mean, it doesn't mean you're not a fun person. You're a very fun person. But like, for example, I'm talking about the refinement, right? And so I went to Nashville with a group of Christians who all have been walking with the Lord for a very long time. And we had so much fun and we thought we were hilarious. You know what I mean? Like we just had so much fun laughing at each Mm -hmm. other and with each other. But it wasn't like the inappropriate humor that a lot of the world would think is funny. You know what I mean? But it's still funny. Um, So I just think that's interesting, like how humor is humor, but it can change your perception of it changes over time based on your refinement. Yeah. Um, And then what was the other part that you talked about? I don't know. Mm. My kid's yammering. Oh yeah, the yammering. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... When I think of that, even with just having a podcast too, like we Uh literally talk for people every week and there's that verse, for example, there's multiple references in Proverbs to, you know, a fool's mouth never stops essentially. And I have these moments where I'm like, Ooh, are the words I'm saying okay in the sense that they're not going to pull someone farther from God? You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't want my words to be careless, but also, you know, I just want to have fun with people too. Like, I, I, I don't think that that is something that should ever stop. Yeah. Because I think there's so much value in that and it brings people closer together. It's true. I'm glad you said that part because I don't know. I just, sometimes I'm just like, should I just be quiet? Should I just be quiet? Right. But that quiet space will always be filled with something, right? And so- right it should be filled with good things. And if that's why we do this, right? Because mm-hmm. we're putting something valuable out for people. And on that yeah. note, maybe we should talk about Katie Faust's episode just a little bit. Um, sure. I sent Cecily. I don't know if you're okay with talking this part publicly. If not, we can edit it, but um, go for it. I'm going to say it. Um, <laughs> okay. So I had sent Cecily last night. I was scrolling um, while I was pumping before I went to bed. And I'm like, ah, I'm like, we had Katie Faust on. And the episode's going to oh, come yeah. out a week after she's yes. on with politics. And I'm just frustrated because we have all these great guests. And I know you guys love listening to us, but it's hard reaching a new audience when the same people are on with like huge platforms. And the backstory to this, which I'm going to put out in the open as well, is Katie, we had scheduled with her tentatively back when we recorded the Them Before Us episode. So a long Mm -hmm. time ago, we penciled her in for September. She's like, I want to come back on when this book comes out. We're like, great. And um, then when the date came around, she emailed and she's like, hey guys, I have this opportunity with TPUSA to go on their podcast. They can only do it on this specific day. But if you guys can't, she was super gracious. And yes, she was just like- She said she would still record with us that day and- if, yeah, if, you know, if if we can't reschedule, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Like you guys get your date, no big deal. She was but, amazing. Yeah, but we want her to be able to get her message out. So we're like, absolutely, absolutely go with TPUSA. We'll yes. reschedule. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, 
we basically like, put ourselves <laughs> last, which we should put ourselves. Yeah. Like that's the Christian I thing guess. to do, right? Yeah. But yeah. anyway, where was I going? So that with episode this? with with Poplitics came out already, where before ours did, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, is it's ours out. out yet? No, right. No, Our, ours is coming out this yeah, Sunday. Coming By week. the time you guys yeah. listen to this one, you'll have already heard the Katie Faust episode. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But anyways, the point is, um, what is the point? Where did I start with this? Um, that we, oh, we shoot ourselves yeah, in the foot over and over again. We do shoot ourselves. No, that's not where I started, but that is the oh, okay. point. Yeah. <laughs> that is the point. But what I was saying is we do this because we feel we have something different to add to the space. Like we don't just mm-hmm. talk to hear ourselves talk. We don't record to, with the same guests because. Um, they're a big guest and we should have them on the podcast. We Mm -hmm. record with them because we have specific things that we want to talk about with them. And we feel like we add something different to the space Mm -hmm. um, and to the conversation. And so I guess all of that to say, we're going to get into the Katie Faust episode a little bit here, but all that to say, we do really, really, really appreciate you guys listening with us. Mm -hmm. We appreciate when you share um, because we're two moms we yes, are two this moms. This is our conversation last yeah. night. This is where you started, actually. The yeah. conversation that we had last yes. night. Yeah. We're two moms with really busy lives, with kids that we love, and we are super blessed to have. I mm-hmm. cry like weekly about how blessed I am to have my newest edition. <laughs> yeah. Like, Aww. I can't tell you how appreciative I am. So this isn't a complaint about being as busy with Mm-mm. children. But the point being, we're two moms doing this by ourselves and with Andy. Thank you for editing all of our podcasts yes. and with him. But yeah. <laughs> we don't have a team, you know, and no. TPUSA is a huge team. And so they're yeah. going to be out there reaching a lot of ears and we can't yeah. reach people without you. And so we appreciate you guys sharing, mm-hmm. reviewing and all that so much. Yeah, that just really hit home last night when you shared that interview with me and I see like their studio and I don't even I don't even covet the studio or anything. It's no. just like it became so real to me that it's like we are slogging, doing our best to like book guests and get up early to like um record these podcasts before we have to homeschool our kids and during baby naps and it's it will never be the same. It will like there's a huge team behind all of that and we are just not that. And we won't be. Yes. It's us. So yeah. And I guess what I was thinking about, yeah. What I was thinking about too, is like back to the careless words. It's not about having our voices heard. Like I don't really care anymore whether Mm -hmm. anybody hears me. I would be happy to just live my life at home (laughs) with my kids. That's really what I want. I want to shut everything Mm down, but I don't yeah. know that I'm, and I, we've had this conversation before, but I don't know that I'm honoring what God wants for me in doing that. Mm-hmm. I really think the more that I ponder on this and pray about this, I really believe that that is my selfish ambition to, mm. you know, want Just that live comfort. a quiet and peaceful life Quiet at comfort. And, yep. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Comfort. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Comfort. All right. So, and which Katie, is okay. Like, we're not saying that that's not okay. It's just that every person is called to something yes. different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Katie Faust episode. Um, you guys will have heard this already. So, we want to talk about a little bit more on our own because there was so much more to get into that we just didn't get to. Um, first thing I want to discuss 
if it's okay with you, is the um, ammunition joke and all of that mm-hmm. just a little bit. Um, we did talk about that with Katie at the end. And at the beginning, we did preface like, hey, we're going to um, ask you a few things that maybe we disagreed with a little bit. And she was like, yeah, ask me. I want people yeah. to ask me about things that they disagree with me on. Like, I'm not, you don't even have to tell me about it ahead of time. I'm totally okay with people disagreeing with me, which I appreciate so much about her. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Very few people mm-hmm. are like that anymore. Totally. Um, but the things that we were uncomfortable with, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, um, they wrote a book, Raising Conservative Kids in a Woke City. They both live in Seattle. And basically it was a framework to raise your children conservatively against this woke culture. And it was a great, a great laid out plan, um, well laid out plan. But um, Stacy, her co-author, wrote a joke into the book. Do you have that there, Cecily? Here's, here's the sentence as it's written in the book. We cannot stress enough how important it is that every conservative kid takes on culture war issues that arise in the hellish middle school years armed with more ammunition, and then they cross out in ammunition and write information than their peers. And then where they crossed out the word ammunition, there's a little footnote. And so go to the bottom and there's a footnote that says, according to the Manning children, school shooter jokes are all the rage amongst the high school crowd and Stacy's sense of humor ne- never developed past that of a freshman. So that was the, the joke and, or I guess the section of the book that we were talking about. And when I first read it, it completely like knocked me a bit. And I was like, my honest thought was like, am I missing something here? Like I'm missing the, like the, the joke. I, I don't get it. I know it's supposed to be funny, but I'm not getting it. Like, like Rita said earlier, maybe I'm taking myself too seriously is kind of my thought or I just don't get it. And so I took a picture of it and sent it to Rita and asked her, like, honestly, tell me, am I missing something? And then Rita, your response? Uh, no, <laughs> like I, I'm not, you're not missing anything. Like I read it yeah. a couple of times and I, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I was just like, people have actually died in shootings. And so yeah. I just didn't find it funny in any way. Mm-hmm. And then the other, there was, I mean, there were several parts that were kind of snarky in the book, which were fine. Like I'm okay mm-hmm. with being snarky and yeah. funny and all of those things. But, um, oh, and she mentioned like the flying the bird or whatever, like whatever, that's fine. But yeah, yeah. Um, the other part that kind of bothered me is Stacy was talking also about her uh, husband running for office and people being brutally um, just like rude horrible. to her. Yeah, hor- yeah. Horrible to her about her, um, her beliefs and her values and her standings politically. Um, but she said that she wouldn't save the woke mob that attacked her if they were drowning, unless they'd be sure to die of dehydration once, once they reached the beach. And then there was a footnote with that as well saying like, I'm, I'm serious. Like I feel this way. This is how I feel. Yeah. And, um, Katie when even said that the f- they, they discussed that afterwards, you know, if this is how you yeah. feel, put it in there, you know? Yeah. I mean, when I first went to check that footnote, footnote, this is one of those books, guys, where you check the footnotes, you know, like how, you know how sometimes you're reading a book and you not, kind of skim um, over. They're not footnotes that just say like, it's from this book, you yeah. know, blah, it's blah, like, blah. It's, it's actually adding to the conversation. Yeah. yeah. 
And so you read the footnotes. And when I went to go read that footnote, I was actually expecting like, just kidding. Yeah. You know, um, not a double down. Yeah. And I mean, if that is how she really feels, then that sucks. Like, I'm really sorry about that. Like, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting because they, I mean, this book isn't, go ahead. I appreciate the honesty a hundred percent. Like I don't expect people to be dishonest about what's on their mind and on their heart. But at the same time, like they do talk about their faith and Christianity Mm -hmm. within the book. And if they were just coming at this from a strictly politically conservative perspective, not a Christian perspective at all, that would be one thing. But in my Mm -hmm. mind, if we're Christian conservatives, we have to remember like, it's not, this isn't a chicken egg parrot. It's not a chicken egg paradox, I think is what I told you. Um, Mm -hmm. We're conservatives to the extent that conservative principles match our Christian moral foundation. We're conservatives because we're Christian or anything that we Mm -hmm. would perceive as being, Mm -hmm. all all of our values stem from our Christianity, right? Like that's 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 what it boils down to. So it's like, really, we don't even probably wouldn't even call ourselves conservatives or label ourselves that way because that's a, that's a fleeting label. Yep. That could change. Right. And so it's maybe that that's where most of our values align right now. Um, But the values won't change because of what they're rooted in. Whereas the label could change based on how things change in the world. Right. Yeah. Yep. And this, that verse that we just talked about, Matthew 12, 36 absolutely applies here. You know, our Mm -hmm. careless words will be Mm -hmm. accounted for. Um, And speaking of, you know, the, changing of words and things at the beginning of the book. And this is something maybe we talked about before the episode. I'm not sure if we talked about it on the episode, but the preface um, or forward, I, I can't remember who it was written by, but she talked about being in a liberal arts college and discussed um, the term liberal. Uh, let me find some of this here. Um Forward is by Yoram Hazani, probably saying it wrong, but. Okay. Yeah. So it said in the forward somewhere about liberal ideas, such as free speech, freedom of religion, and academic freedom were promoted in the liberal colleges this per, or college this person attended. And I was like, liberal ideas like free speech, freedom of religion, and academic freedom, those aren't liberal ideas when you talk about the word liberal politically. And so mm. it's just another term that has been, um, liberty essentially has been, well, the term liberal should mean freedom. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like apply salt liberally, or, you know, mm-hmm. my, my daughter and I were actually just having a discussion about this word a couple weeks ago. You know, the word liberal has been just went along this timeline and kept, even though the political liberal has completely changed. They're mm-hmm. liberal in the sense that um, they're open mind, open-minded about new ideas, mm-hmm. but then they're close-minded to everything but that new idea, right? And so that's yeah. not really liberal. That's what you would consider now left, but not liberal. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 totally. And it actually... It's maybe this is why you brought it up, but it goes with the sense that like, I don't necessarily want to be labeled a conservative because that label and what it means can change. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Totally. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. And I just like, 
I don't want it to sound like we're attacking that co-author or anything like that's not it at all. Like there was so much value in what they said. It's just, we take our responsibility of having people on and recommending books, et cetera. We take that very seriously. And I would hate for someone to pick up this book and as they're reading it, come across these for the first time and think that we, because we recommended the book, that we affirm everything in it. And so Mm -hmm. that's why for us, it was important to just pull out some of these things that we had a hard time with and and just talk about them a little bit. It doesn't mean the book isn't worth reading. I, I really think it is. But like with anything in life, you have to have your your values filter on and mm-hmm. ensure that you're taking up the good from what's in it. And then maybe just giving yourself some time to contemplate and assess the things that maybe it feels like it's not aligning properly with what you know to be good and right and true. Yeah. And really, I mean, a lot of the things that I pulled out and talked to Katie about on the podcast mm. that I said were my favorite parts were from Stacy. So absolutely. Yeah. So there was a lot yeah. of value from her yeah. and um, a lot of really good uh, applicable ideas yeah. within the book. She's a very so, smart, smart lady. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, yeah, like you said, just making sure we have our values filter on. Hi. My name is Weston, and I'm 11, almost 12. I've been watching World Watch News for about a year now. I never want to skip it and always remind my mom that we need to watch it. World Watch tells interesting news stories from all around the world. I always learn a lot when I'm watching it. The episodes are 10 minutes long, and there is a new episode every weekday. World Watch is done from a Christian perspective and makes me more curious about God's world. World Watch News has helped me learn how to consume news media responsibly and has sparked lots of great conversations in my family. Click the link in the bio to try World Watch News for free. My name is Weston Dickey and I approve of this message. Let's move into German terrain theory. Is that okay? The Sally Fallon episode. Okay, this is a big conversation also, but Mm. this is just another instance of we can like a lot of what somebody says. We can agree with a lot of what somebody says, but maybe, you know, there are parts that we don't and we need to discuss. Um, Also, I was thinking about just podcasts in general and how we listen to things. And I... I have gotten a lot of messages about the Sally Fallon episode already saying, you know, mm-hmm. there's so much in there. I didn't even know. This is great information. And sometimes we listen to things and we have these conversations and it's not about saying, wow, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. It's wow. I never thought about that. Let right. me ask some more questions because mm-hmm. you don't have to hear information on this podcast, any podcast, social media, the news anywhere and say, I didn't know that. Because maybe it it's be not true. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You can say, I wonder about that, or mm-hmm. I need to ask some more questions about that. And yeah. I think germ versus train theory is one of those places. Um, mm-hmm. And really, I don't even think it's germ versus terrain theory. For me, it's germ and terrain yeah. theory. But it's for a lot of or, people, it is it's, versus. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think it's both. And I think the word or the phrase I use with you is conceptual semantics that I think a lot of people are jumping through because I think a lot of people that say they buy into the terrain theory and not germ theory at all are saying 
a lot of the same things that I am, but it's just like they're jumping through all these word hoops to get to Mm. a different spot. But with Sally, in some of the wellness community, it's not. They are very much, you know, I do not believe a germ virus, bacteria, or anything can cause a disease. I believe it's 100% terrain. Hmm. But that doesn't really... I I don't want to say like, I don't agree. I want to say it absolutely doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, I can't get there. That's where I'm at. I can't get there either. I can't get there. And I'm not saying viruses as we know them right now are exactly right. I'm not saying that's spot Mm -hmm. on. I I am happy there's people questioning it because I think we can get somewhere better potentially Mm -hmm. if there's some questioning, even if the questioning that they're doing isn't exactly accurate. But Mm -hmm. I do believe communicable disease is real. Like I personally cannot deny transmission. Like I've just seen it happen too many times. And in the episode with Sally, when we brought that up, she was just kind of like, well, as 5G or something like that. And that was really, really hard for me not to have like a larger reaction. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, cause we were having a good conversation. Um, but like Rita said, when she was talking about this whole, how they accept terrain theory, like wholeheartedly, no questions for Rita, it doesn't make sense for me. It doesn't make any sense. and. It's almost like I see closed mindedness on the part of people that believe it like full sale like that. And so I'm like, well, if you're closed minded about this, are are you closed minded about other things? And it just and maybe I'm wrong for thinking that, but it was hard for me just because of how little sense it makes to me. Yeah. Well, I listened to her on another podcast and she discussed it in more depth than she did with us. But the people on that podcast very much agreed with her and were fully on board. And what I was trying to get out of her that she didn't really answer was um, she quote said on the other podcast, you know, we need to let be letting children get measles. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so my question is, if we need to let children get measles, how Mm -hmm. do you let them? Yeah. What is causing the measles? What is inhibiting them from getting measles? She means vaccination. She means don't vaccinate kids against measles because that's what she talked about in that podcast. But if Mm -hmm. there is no cause other than your terrain being out of whack for getting measles, how does vaccination inhibit them from getting measles? Yeah. And this isn't a pro-vaccine comment right here no. at all. I'm but just saying- But it's stopping something in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So- It's very interesting. Yeah, I just- I, I don't know. I would like and, to know how someone gets there, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to tons of Tom Cowan during 2020, mm. 2021. I was listening to him a lot. And there's so much value in a lot of the things he says, but- mm-hmm. I just can't get there. I read Moth in an Iron Lung, and I know a lot of people reference that as a rationale for this, but that book isn't saying that there is never a vector that causes polio. It's saying a lot of the cases likely were caused by something else like pesticides, which I don't think is a reach. 
at all, Mm. but it's not saying there's never any, you know, virus or bacterium causing a disease. So I don't know. It, it's just really interesting to think about. And also if it was only terrain, I mean, I guess you can say our bodies go downhill over time as we age, but Mm -hmm. you know, if it's only terrain, there's not going to be any disease because terrain has to work with something else. Like there has to be a cause. Well, right. Like this, I don't, does this make sense? Can we just like walk this out for a second for people? Like you can't walk along and say, if I'm only just health and healthy enough, I won't get sick, Mm -hmm. but get sick from what? Like there has to be something causing something interacting with your body that isn't healthy enough terrain wise to Mm -hmm. initiate the illness, whether that's 5G or whatever, you know, okay, I can buy into that causing some of the problems too. Like I'm not saying there aren't toxins or there aren't, you know, radiation issues, but totally what I am saying with COVID when everybody's blaming on 5G, there was no 5G in our area. There still Mm -hmm. isn't 5G in my area. I have the latest iPhone and it's never on 5G because not just because it's off, but because we don't have 5G in our area. Okay. did have COVID. So yeah, that's what I, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, I don't know. Yeah. And also the problem, another problem with this is that if you're operating under this terrain theory assumption, you also, whether you're going to admit it or not, say you're a Christian with this terrain theory, if you Mm. buy into that wholesale, if you're a Christian with that theory, you are making an assumption that you can create a perfect terrain, which doesn't line up with what we know from scripture, from Genesis, you know, like (laughs) the, the world is fallen. We are sinful. We cannot reach perfection physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And Yes, we can do things to make ourselves healthier. We can take care of ourselves, but there's no guarantee that we can, quote, create a perfect terrain. It just doesn't make sense from my Christian perspective. Not only that, (laughs) biblically, there is layout in the Old Testament for ways to deal with communicable disease. There's cleanliness practice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Interesting, right? I don't know why I'm saying I don't know, because I do know what I'm Uh, like. I know exactly where I'm at here. So I don't know. Anyway, there's probably people listening to this who fully disagree with us and think we're crazy because we can't see the truth of terrain theory. You just haven't heard. This is what I keep hearing from people. You just haven't heard this. Like, just listen to Mm. this. And I'm like, I have listened to a lot and it does not align with like, I always will take, I don't care what study it is, what I, you know, hear somebody say, I will always, you know, validate that with my personal experience and my belief system. Like, I'm not just going to take up what somebody tells me because I think they're smart and Mm -hmm. I agreed with Mm -hmm. them on a lot of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing that's really bothering me is I see a lot of people who you know, threw off the masks during COVID and said, I will not wear a mask, who wouldn't get a vaccine and all of these things who are Christian and 
have these value systems now falling into this camp with all these, you know, spiritual people mm-hmm. on Instagram that they don't agree with anything else on, but they're buying into these people's whole value system just because they had a platform during COVID that they agreed mm-hmm. with. And mm-hmm. guys, you've got to think about, you know, you can't, you don't have to agree with every someone on everything. You don't have to fit yourself into some box. And mm-hmm. You don't have to be like everybody in the wellness community. And that's, this is so bothersome that I see like all Christians act like this, all um, wellness community people act like this and think like this, and they check all these boxes. It's no different than that flag that I talked about, like hanging outside that church that affirmed Mm -hmm. every single liberal talking point. Like it said, we affirm this, this, that, you know, like five or six Mm. things down to green energy. Like what does a church have to do with anything, you know, have anything to do with that? They don't, but they just checked off all these boxes. And it's like, there's nothing more. I think we talked about that on the Herb Garrity episode. Like Mm. why Mm -hmm. as a liberal or as a conservative or yes, most of your things will probably line up because you have this value system but if you're checking off every single box to fit in a certain community, you're probably not critically thinking. Yeah. That is Sorry, the that truth was a tangent, but that's <laughs> it's driving me nuts. Yeah. Okay. And not to like shift gears too rapidly. This is still in talking with the Sally Fallon episode, but the jaw structure jaw, thing. Oh, yeah. That's another thing that we're not sold on, you guys. <laughs> um, who knows? Maybe it's true. This one, this is. I don't feel as strongly about this as I do no, about I just, germ I'm wondering. Situation. Yes, I am wondering about this. And anyway, our editor, Andy, actually sent us a whole bunch of information from, I forget if he said she was an orthodontist or Rita, what was the other title that you used that people uh, could be? Oral Myofunctional Therapist. Yeah. Anyway, with um, an alternate perspective. And so this is something we need to look at a little more. And maybe in the future, we'll have someone on about that just because it's very interesting. And um, yeah, just not sold on the whole jaw shape theories from Weston A. Price Foundation either. Well, we were talking about it. I I think I brought up to you this standpoint of not only jaw structure, but we're just Mm -hmm. different sizes and shapes of people in general, depending on your Mm -hmm. location. For example, like the Mayans were all like very small, right? Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. you go to other places in the world, there's very tall people, like just everybody um, based on your ethnicity has a little bit Mm -hmm. different type of features structure. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, going back to Genesis and the Bible, if we believe, you know, creation and that we all stem from the same place how did we get those different features and things what what you know was it our location our diet like what Mm. um got us the different skin tones and all of those things so maybe you know maybe i do believe this jaw theory Mm. i just need to think about it more and study a little bit more is it worth my time studying it i don't know Mm -hmm. um just interesting. Yeah. And I don't know, it's kind of, it's, it's fun to talk about the things that we've had on our podcast that we're like, eh, I don't know, you know, like even though we've had these guests and we love having them, it's, there's, there are things that we come away with and we're like, Hmm, not really sure. You know? Yeah. 
Yep. All right. So do you have that article about the Constitution suspension in New Mexico? Okay. I don't have the whole article because it's been buried under a whole bunch of new articles. So basically what happened, I'll just kind of describe it a little bit. Um, I believe there was an 11-year-old shot in New Mexico. I don't actually know the details of why. Yeah. Yeah. Of why this child was shot. But in response, the governor of New Mexico um, suspended the citizen's right to carry firearms in public, which is a constitutional right in New Mexico. Um, But she suspended that right, saying that this was an emergency situation. So basically, like what happened with COVID, particularly Mm -hmm. in Canada, um, you know, with the Freedom Convoy, they suspended people's rights because of the fact that there was, quote, an emergency that needed dealing with. Um, So this same thing is happening in New Mexico. A child was shot. Governor said, this is an emergency. You're not allowed to carry. And I think she put a time limit on it. It was like 30 days, which in itself is interesting to me. Just just that one point. It's like, what's going to change after 30 days? What's going to happen on day 31 that makes this not an issue? You know what I mean? Or perhaps she was thinking she would continue to extend this. Um, But a federal judge has blocked her order to suspend um, people's right to carry firearms. And also the sheriff's department, I don't know if that's the right term for it, honestly, in New Mexico, refused to enforce her order as well, stating that it was unconstitutional. So there's just a lot to talk about surrounding this. And for me, I've always believed that people should have a right to firearms responsibly. Um, But it's just really interesting how, even though I've always held that belief and very firmly, when I see it happen right in front of my face, that a governor takes that right away, all of my arguments for why that doesn't make sense become even more clear. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, first of all, the law abiding citizens that were never going to use their gun in a violent way against another human being are going to continue not to do that. Criminals that do have um, violent intent, why would they listen to the governor? You know, all of this just becomes more clear when you see an actual suspension of these rights. It's just like, whoa. So it was really cool to see that the sheriff's office pointed that out, that a federal judge blocked it. Like common sense was prevailing, but it's scary that it got to that point anyway. Yeah. So a couple, I have several things to say here. First of Mm -hmm. all, constitution is there not for, hey, when everything's going good, it's there for the hard times, right? And everybody knows this. This is a talking point amongst conservatives a lot, but you don't have a constitution if it's suspended when it's necessary, right? Yeah. It's not even a constitution. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we went to that carbon capture meeting, and this is just another illustration of how um, you can say something, but what you're actually doing, like the action matters, right? So they said, no, one of the people asked, but you're going to use eminent domain, right? Like meaning you're going to take our ground whether we give it to you or not. And they're like, no, no, we don't want to use eminent domain unless we have to. And so this is similar, like the constitution is there unless it's not, okay? Mm-hmm. Unless unless we must suspend it. 
the imminent domain, we're not going to use that. We're not going to take your ground from you. <laughs> Unless the conversations we're having with you to tell you we're needing your ground don't work, mm-hmm. then we'll take it. You know, <laughs> exactly. so if you, if imminent domain is on the table, imminent domain is already in use. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. If the constitution can be revoked for any reason, the constitution's already revoked. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the action matters as much as the words. Okay. As much or more than the words. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, the other thing I was going to say is in Illinois, we had that quote assault weapon ban. And I hate even calling it assault weapon because it's yeah. not really a thing, but that's what it was called here. And mm-hmm. the sheriffs in many, many of the counties, almost, I would say like 90% of the counties stood up and said, we won't enforce this. And mm-hmm. so basically I think it's went to the courts and it's in, it's been suspended until the court does something with it because people stood up on an individual level within counties. And so that's what it takes really to um, stop these overreaching government actions. Yep. Which, you know, people don't love to have to stand up, but we've been getting some practice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So you want to talk about this um, green energy article a little bit? Oh, wait, I have one more thing to say on the gun thing. So Hunter Biden is being indicted on his gun charges. Um, And basically, I I don't have the whole story um, saved in my head where I can explain it all, but basically he's actually um, being charged, I guess, and having to go to court over this. But it was a gun law he violated. Like when he was purchasing a firearm, he lied, okay? Mm -hmm. And so to your point that criminals don't, (laughs) abide by laws. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is case in point. And so you have the president of the United States wanting to institute fair and ethical gun laws and common sense, quote unquote, gun laws mm-hmm. to save people from gun crime. But his own son is illustrating that gun laws don't mm-hmm. work. <laughs> so and this is, I told somebody, yeah, I told somebody the other day that I need to start an irony highlight on my, um, Instagram, then that would go in it because there you go. It's it's so, and so basically he lied. The the reason that he broke the law is because he said when he was purchasing the gun that he does not use drugs and is not addicted to them, which later he admitted that it was not true. And everyone knows obviously that that's not true, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But so interesting because the article that you sent me and I read, it was talking about how he's being charged, but no one else would be charged for this. And that this was partisan Republican politics at play. And, and there, there's maybe some truth to that, but the thing is, it's so funny because if it was on the other foot and it was a Republican, say it was Donald Trump's son being charged with the same thing, and you wouldn't find an article unless it was from a very right-leaning outlet saying that, oh, no one else would be charged for this. Only mm-hmm. who, whoever his son's name is. I have no idea, Trump. But it's uh, it's just interesting. Eric. Yeah, because yeah. these these liberal left-leaning news outlets hate guns. But when it's Biden's family's gun, they're like, yeah. oh, no one else would be charged on this little misdemeanor. But it's like, mm. <laughs> do we really want to start doing stuff like that? Again, yeah. Constitution, 
eminent domain but also laws. Even, if they don't count, if, they don't count. Yes. Like even if yeah. like nobody else would be charged on it, you want to put more gun laws in place. So yeah. if you're not going to use the gun laws that you have on the books, like what's the yeah. point of creating or if more you're of them? Pick and choose who the laws are for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's crazy. It is. And regardless, even if nobody would be charged on this, like there's plenty of stuff to charge him on. I mean, he's a Oh train my wreck. goodness. Yeah. He's a train How wreck. is he out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Okay. So on the green energy thing a little bit, this article is from Real Clear Investigations and it's excellent. Um, I'll try to remember to put this in the show notes for you, but it says the Biden administration misleads the public on vast expanses of land needed for net zero. And basically it goes on to just talk about how much land mm-hmm. they will actually need. Um, it quotes a man from Princeton, Jesse Jenkins, who's been on the Mother Jones um, print. He's apparently very much for all this green energy movement, clean energy movement, whatever you want to call it. Um, But he says, we'll have to build as much new clean generation by 2035 as the total electricity produced by all sources today. Then build the same amount again by 2050. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound green. Um, And then down here, it says, um, this could ultimately require, this is also from Jenkins, this could ultimately require utility-scale solar projects that cover the size of Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut combined, and wind farms that span an area equal to that of Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee. So Mm -hmm. there's you know, three states covered with solar. This is just, they're not saying that they would actually cover those spaces, but they're just using that for your conceptual understanding of how how much much land. land. Yeah. And then they go on to talk about the, the um, author of the article goes on to talk about, you know, this is just the solar and just the wind turbines. This does not account for any of the power lines or grid that will need be needed to carry the energy from where it's produced to where it's utilized. So yeah. it's even larger than that. So, well, so anyway, what comes to my mind is no wonder we're going to need 15 minute cities. If all of this land is taken up with mm-hmm. wind and solar, you know, like yep. there's going to be no other option, but to consolidate people in these tiny 15 minute cities, because the rest of the land is going to be literally turned in to pavement, plastic, and glass in order to try to produce this energy. And so near somewhere near the bottom of the article, it was talking about how currently land-wise um, for fossil fuel energy production, it's about two states worth. It's Florida and something else <clears throat> is used like land-based area to produce fossil fuel energy. But I think they said like 90% of that is actually growing corn for ethanol or something. I might be getting the gas wrong. But anyway, when you think about that, when you think about the difference between corn taking up majority of space for energy production right now, that is in the dirt. That is plants with a root system that's doing something for carbon Etc., and just keeping the soil healthy, keeping the soil temperature down, right? 
all of that is corn right now. And so then when we think of shifting that to, I think it was like in total seven states worth of land area, not to mention what they're going to need in addition for whatever else, that's crazy. And none of that is going to be something with a root system in the soil, keeping soil temperatures down. It's, it's yeah. crazy to me how people think this is a good idea. I, I cannot wrap my head around. I, the no. only thing that I can, the only conclusion I can come to is people haven't thought about it. Mm-hmm. They just take it at face value. Like, oh, green energy. The surface that sounds of the great. Yeah. The wind's renewable. Just because wind mm-hmm. blows doesn't <laughs> mean wind turbines are a green, clean thing. source. Yeah. Yes. That doesn't, <clears throat> it doesn't mean anything, you know? Well, um, think of another, even... This Go ahead. The, it's probably going to take up another state or two just to be a landfill for all the concrete and steel and glass that can't be recycled because oh, they have yes. to replace the solar panels and the wind turbines every, what, seven years approximately? Um, <laughs> well, some people say 20 to 30, but I don't think mm-hmm. that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody sent me on Instagram because I've <laughs> talked about the... Uh, turbine graveyards or whatever they call them in Wyoming, I believe, but Mm -hmm. they sent me a picture from Texas of all these fiberglass turbine blades laying on the ground. Mm. Oh my gosh. It's just awful to see. And people Mm -hmm. say, well, you can recycle that, but you, they can't like, they can't recycle that much. Like they're, they say they're recycling it, but they don't tell you the percentage is recycled. I need to look into that more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think what's in the solar panels is toxic if I don't, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But you know another, what else is apparently toxic? Paper what? straws. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we went to Michigan. <laughs> okay, I got to get back to this um, this statistic he gave or these my, okay. this mileage he gave. But I want to say we went to Michigan like right yeah. after that article came out about how mm-hmm. bad paper straws are. And yeah. Michigan is like the state of paper straws. Like, Oh, their whole state. Canada like, is the country of paper straws. Okay, yeah, plastic straws are banned. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. first of all, they just like are, they're just disgusting after a <laughs> couple minutes disgusting. in your, but I also just don't like drinking off of a glass without a straw that's been in somebody's mouth and likely not mm-hmm. washed well. I don't mm-hmm. know, I'm just weird like that because yeah. apparently I still believe in germ theory to some extent, but um, <laughs> Like how we rounded that back there. Yeah. Anyway, that's funny, Cecily. Well, I will say that's one of the things I loved about Nashville is they had plastic straws. It's like, wow, plastic straws are effective. I don't know how we still have them in Illinois. I have no idea. Yeah, I was actually surprised to hear that. Yeah. But um, sorry. All right. So here again, it says in March, um, a study shows that. 47,000 new miles of high voltage transmission wires would have to be constructed for the energy transmission. Is that not crazy? So Mm -hmm. it says um, the U.S. could need up to 100,000 miles of new lines during the next decade. The low end estimate of this distance is 10 round trips from New York to Moscow. Oh, well, the high my end, goodness. Yeah. While the high end is four times the Earth's cir- circumference at the equator. Okay. Think about the mining that's going to have to go into getting the materials to go in the wires, like copper, et cetera. Yeah. 
And I mean, that's just one tiny component of it. Yeah. If you don't understand that green energy is a complete sham, read this Mm -hmm. article and it will, Mm -hmm. it will blow your mind. Um, the, okay. The last thing I'm going to mention about it (laughs) as this is funny correction, September 12th. So there's a correction at the bottom of the article. They got something wrong because they're talking about the size of the base of the wind turbines. Mm. And the correction is, um, on September 12th, 2023, this article has been revised to reflect the following correction. An earlier version misstated the measure of weight for the concrete required for the bases of wind turbines. It is 2,500 tons, not pounds. Whoa. <laughs> so they misstated oh. the concrete as 2,500 pounds, but what they really meant was tons. <sighs> for one? Mm-hmm. That's This insane. is what I'm saying. Like, if you... The, I don't know, there's a couple episodes where I talk about like, if you've seen wind turbines be built, you will never want one near you. You will never think these things are green. Like, Mm. it is stupid to think that. And I'm sorry for saying like stupid that somebody's stupid to think that. But I mean, seriously, like, if you watch the blade go down the road and see how enormous that thing is and see Mm. them, you know, understand that that thing had to likely be shipped from China to get here in the Mm. first place and see how much they have to expand the roads and see the amount of concrete they're dumping in. Like this is a major construction project that has to be torn down in a few years because it's only, you know, a few decades at most. I'm in shock. Okay, guys. So that episode (laughs) took you through a lot. We went on quite the journey together. (laughs) Um, but we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, a reminder, if you can leave us a review, we would so appreciate it. If you want to share this episode or some, or another episode with a friend, we would love you for it. Um, you can find us outside of the podcast on Instagram at boom clap podcast, or you can find me Cecily on Instagram at cecily.dickey or my website, thegracetogrow.com. And you can find Rita on Instagram at Rita Rogers Co or on her website, readerrogersco.com. Thanks for listening. 